Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Skate Escape. I am your host, Malcolm Watson. You know, it recently dawned on me. I listened to a tremendous amount of podcasts and my day-to-day operation moving around. And I like to listen to stuff when I'm zoning out on the road that's inspiring, motivational, and just stuff that just overall lights a fire for me to just wake up and go get it every single morning. And one podcast that I've stumbled across that is at the top of my list of favorite podcasts is called How I Built This with Guy Raz. That's the name of it, How I Built This. And on that show, he interviews some of the biggest innovators, creators, um, people that have created apps, businesses, things that are, are global and have amassed tremendous amounts of wealth. And the one thing that stuck out with me listening to these podcasts is none of them have egos. They all speak from a place of just being a people, a person with a vision, excuse me, a person with a vision that merely executed and went through adversity, but at the end of the day, got it done and arguably changed the course of uh, history for their entire bloodline for people, family members that they're not going to live long enough to meet. One example of a creator on there was Jack Dorsey, the inventor of Twitter. He's had the inventor of PayPal on there, uh, Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook, as well as the guy who created Chipotle. And it's interesting to hear all the backstories of how they, how these guys have come out, men and women, with their ideas and um, just put forth the blood, sweat and tears and made it a reality to where it is today. And the overall point of all of this is when I look at skateboarding, um, there's so many people that are stuck in the past. Right now you have guys that are, are 45, 50 years old, 50 plus, and they're still working on sponsor me tapes. They're still living in a, in a time when, you know, skateboarding's heyday when the checks were clearing and their names were at the bottom of boards and, and just hanging out all night, drinking beers and going to the clubs and, and celebrating video premieres as if they had a trick after the, after the credits in Faith Black section. And meanwhile, their homes are in disarray. Uh, So many guys have given up family life, left the kids high and dry, just stuck in time, frozen in a moment when life was grand on a skateboard. And my sole purpose for this podcast, for making a podcast in general, because originally I did not want to do it. It wasn't my idea. A good, good friend of mine, a guy that thinks outside the box named Paul, have mercy on P. He bought me a podcast set and told me I have a story. And um, that kind of motivated me. I'm like, Paul, you know what? You write. The least thing I can do is, is give out the game and talk about my journey. And that was the one thing that was missing for me throughout my journey in skateboarding was there was no tutelage. There was no one to actually give me any any advice whatsoever. Team managers didn't give me life advice. They didn't tell me what was expected of me on the road, with the road trips, um, when you have a photographer at a spot, when you uh, just in general, how to manage your money, what to do with it, set aside some for taxes and not just merely say, hey, here's your first paycheck, you know, save a little bit of it when tax time come around, but actually sit you down to where you understand what they're talking about and stress how serious it is to set aside money for taxes because the IRS does not forget they, they, nor do they forgive no matter how much time goes by throughout your journey of getting paid as a 1099 independent contractor, which skateboarding is 
um, they do not forget. And most people have zero idea that, you know, the $1,500 that you're making a month isn't really $1,500 or $1,000 or even the photo incentive or the contest money. Or if you're fortunate enough to have sponsors that match your contest winnings, um, that you have to save some of that and pay some taxes because un- Uncle Sam at the end of the day will come knocking. They'll seize assets. They will freeze bank accounts. They will take every ounce of money that comes your way, whether it comes to skateboarding or after skateboarding. When you move on to a traditional nine to five situation, they, they will come after you. And so the sole purpose of me starting this is just to, to merely give people the game life advice on how to navigate through this skateboard industry matrix and um, strip away that facade of it being a glamorous lifestyle. Like, not that it isn't glamorous, but by no means is it the life of an NBA player where the least paid player on the bench is clearing a quarter million dollars a year. You'd be hard pressed to find a skateboarder. There is a handful of guys, and when I say a handful, a small handful of the minority that or skateboarding and see seven figures throughout the game. Typically, those are your Nigel Houston's, your Paul Rodriguez, uh, the guys that are winning contests back to back to back and have those crazy, you know, shoe endorsements with signature shoes with brands such as Nike and whatnot. Everyone else is is honestly a check to check situation unless you actually parlay your career into a skateboard brand and think outside the box of no longer being a hands-on professional skateboarder but a business owner because a lot of people even in that sense have trouble distinguishing the two they um they like the idea of creating a brand but they don't know what it takes to actually run a business they have zero business skills they know how to kickflip crooks and manual and all the other stuff but in terms of putting in the man hours required to make sure that product is getting shipped out and made and um distribute it properly they don't have that because they're still caught up with trying to film the latest and greatest shoe shine to post on instagram and even with hiring your friends they don't know how to properly vet to hire professionals to handle the business so therefore after a short amount of time these brands fall to the wayside and they go out of business and you're back to square one with no income or you're fortunate enough to be in a lucky sperm club where your family already has you set up and life to where skateboarding is just to go have fun and if it doesn't work out you always have this to fall back on lifestyle um but for the majority for people that come from where i come from the inner city setting as 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 grand and beautiful as it is money wise um it's not the place to be to live check to check and recently i took a trip over the weekend to los angeles and even in south central la where you have ghosts walking down the street so many kids that didn't live past the fifth grade where life expectancy was was so low you made out a will at 18 even in that environment uh, a regular two-bedroom one-bathroom home is still going for eight hundred thousand dollars and it's 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 mind-boggling to me because i think back to even when i was cashing major skateboard checks i couldn't even afford to buy a house in the hood like and that's no different in in new york the, the grittiest part of New York right now is still a million dollars to live. And um, skateboarding, you have to set yourself up to where there's this saying of having something to fall back on, but you have to have something to fall forward on and use skateboarding to fall back on, if you ask me. 
if I could do it over, if I could, if, if I just had one kid's ear for, for five minutes that was interested in skateboarding and trying to make a career out of it, um, at the end of the day, I would say start your own brand. Don't rely on the gatekeepers to get you in the game because when you do that, you put a cap on your money. You have someone else dictating how much money you can actually see in this game and they will block you with opportunities that come your way. So if you're running the show, if you were, if you are your own brand, if you will, um, you call the shots. And when you get that opportunity, if given that opportunity to do uh, collabs and brand joint venture deals, you know, run with it, ride it to the wheels, fall off, make as much money as you can. And when you make that money, invest that money in assets, not liabilities. Don't go out there and buy cars, the latest, greatest you know, bells and whistles, throwing rims on it and whatnot, because it all depreciates and you have nothing to show for it in the end. So, you know, if, if, if you listen to me, go buy yourself some property, get yourself a condo, maybe get a house and have some friends rent out the bedrooms and that covers your mortgage. So at the end of the day, worst case scenario, you still own a piece of property that you can leverage and um, ultimately retire on. Or just live on when you decide, you know, hey, I've had enough. I got a girlfriend. I want to make her my wife. We want to start having kids. Now you have a house that's paid off that your friends have helped you pay it off because you've put a roof over their head and, and they and charge them rent. So that that's one major avenue. Um, another one at the end of the day, I would I, w- I can't stress this enough. Go to school, get as many trade trades as possible as many degrees as possible because the amount of money you make working a nine to five job typically is more money than you can make skateboarding, especially in this day and age without having a hustler's mentality or a manager or some sort of agency that goes out and gets you brand deals where you can make money posting on Instagram or opening up boxes on your TikTok and whatnot. If you are not that person, please go to school, get yourself a degree, And, um, you know, skateboard on the side, still film your tricks, throw it on social media and whatnot, put it on YouTube, still keep that name buzzing. But at the end of the day, you have house money and drive what you want to drive money coming your way and you can live comfortably and enjoy the finer things in life. That's that's just my advice on this one, because I see too many guys right now that are just they're stuck in time and they're wasting life and literally destroying their families stuck in time. Um, one major curse, Mark Johnson spoke about this many moons ago in an interview about how skateboarders, it's a gift and a curse to make it and get sponsored in skateboarding because so many guys, by the time you're 38 years old, if you're lucky, you make it that far. Um, you could be 32 years old and all of a sudden your sponsors kick you to the curb and when it's over, it's over. There is no no coming back. And in this day and age, even back in the day, if you had options, you wouldn't be unsponsored for two or three months before you bounce back. Typically, the made men who end up with no sponsors, they find a new sponsor by the end of the week. If not, by the time, if they lose their board sponsor on Monday, by Tuesday night, they are already riding they're already riding their next situation. And by Friday, the paycheck is already going through uh, the accounting department and they never missed a step in terms of their lifestyle and um, just being able to maintain. 
but that is far and few. Most people, when they lose that sponsor, it's over. It's fade to black. It's curtains cause. You might as well focus the board and move on. But a lot of people have a hard time accepting that. So um, not to digress too much, but back to Mark Johnson, when you end up in your late 30s, early 40s and the wheels have fallen off and now it's time for you to actually go out and get a traditional nine to five job, having skateboarding on your resume is is a major roadblock. I mean, it, it's it's not as bad, but it, it might be right next to that box of clicking. Have you ever been convicted of a felony or misdemeanor in terms of it being a job blocker? For one, the person interviewing you, they don't understand skateboarding for a living. And so all they know is Tony Hawk. And when they ask you like, oh, OK, so you're like you're like Tony Hawk. You did it on that level. Next up, they realize that um, obviously you're not Tony Hawk because you're here applying for a job. So you didn't make life changing money but they know that it's going to be a major adjustment for you and they don't think you're going to be reliable to show up for a nine to five, much less commit to the type of tenure that they expect of their employees. So they simply say, we'll call you. And that that for the most part means that you don't have the job. Good luck. Keep keep applying and looking elsewhere. And um, that is the major curse with the skate game. So, you know, that's just my advice from me to you. Hopefully it lands on some some open ears um, and you're able to walk away with something from that. Always have a plan A, B, C, D, E and F in case plan A doesn't work out. You have plan B, C, D. Don't put all your eggs in one basket and do not think that it's the end all be all. The fact that you made it, your name is on the bottom of a skateboard, you're rich because that couldn't be any further from the truth. And right now, sad to say it, it's so many guys that are skateboarding for free. It is a shame. I don't even understand how people call themselves pro when they don't make any money, let alone how brands have teams, but they can't afford to take care of the team riders. It doesn't make sense, but that is the age that we're living in. And on that note, this has been another episode of the Skate Escape. You guys get up, get after it, write down a list of goals, keep executing. Shout out to P out there and um, anybody out there with a vision, map it out, execute. I see you on the next one. Once again, this is the Skate Escape with your host, Malcolm Watson. Peace.